Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Buddha Brothers Podcast. You got Eric and Kyle. And we were thinking just today how Budo Brothers is going to be a lifelong pursuit for both of us. And it also got us thinking about how if we're going to do this for the rest of our lives, it has to support us for the rest of our lives. And we're talking about retirement and how are we going to retire? How are we, you know, we don't have a 401k. We don't have retirement plans. You know, we're still young. Mm-hmm. We've still got a lot of miles to go. But if you don't start thinking about that stuff now, yeah. all of a sudden you're 65 and holy, I got to work till I'm 80. Yeah. And I was watching a show called Downsizing, I believe it is. It's a new show about creating these little people. But there's a scene in it where they're talking about retirement. And they just like go through and they talk about their savings. And then they say their savings. And it's obviously not enough to retire on. Mm. And that is a fear and a stress of a lot of people. And the hard thing is, is balancing thinking about that all the time and preparing for it and also being present in the moments that you exist in. But currently with how our economy is going and how the government is going, how just life is progressing, there's going to be nobody to come and save us when we're older. Like we are going to have to be reliant on ourselves in order to live happily now living happily doesn't necessarily mean ferraris and bentleys and mansions and and all of those things but but creating a structure a unit a family a team stuff around you resources resources that's a great word that are going to help you age and die gracefully that's exactly it no one's coming to save you. If you're not self-reliant, if you cannot rely on yourself, who are you relying on? Odds are, odds are there's going to be a time where whatever it is you're relying on goes away. That's the nature of how the world works. Yeah. When you're dependent on one source of income, all of a sudden you get laid off. When you are all in on one investment, shocker. It doesn't work out. <laughs> I mean, how many times how many times have we been there when we're self we're relying on one thing and it doesn't end up panning out? Having a being reliant on yourself, the only person that can give up is you. Yeah. It's very true. And in the world of investing, they say your biggest the the ninth wonder of the world or whatever that extra wonder of the world is is compounding interest like when things compound but coming from a family like a, a west indian family a trinidadian family and you come from a, a very good you know danish background family and yeah. just the the family values are tight and we always say that family doesn't always need to be blood right yes Family is your crew. Family is your tribe. Family is whoever you surround yourself with. Your Budo brothers. But investing in that unit compounds over time. When you invest in people surrounding you, you put in the time, you put in the energy, you listen, you're present, you're there, and you invest everything into those people, shocker. When you need them, they're there for you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's one of the biggest tools that's that we use in order to, mm -hmm. to do the things we do, right? Even no matter what, things are crazy, we have a good support system that we can rely on. And it's funny because as we age, I found myself caring less and less about going out and being invited to all the parties and do, well, COVID sure helped with that. <laughs> but, you know, it's less and less that I care about the stuff that I used to care about in high school. You know, the family unit has become so much more of a focus. And you're right, investing time in, in your support system only strengthens it. It only provides it with more strength. Yeah. And when you're younger, you want to be popular or you want to have a lot of friends. So it's all about with how many friends you can make, how many people you get out to your birthday party or event or whatever it is you're planning, like how many people like you, how many followers you have on social media. That's the most important thing. Like how many, how much mm -hmm. when you put some years behind you or you start figuring it out, it's way more important to go deep with fewer people and, you know, build trust and strong relationships mm -hmm. in a smaller amount because you only have so many hours yeah. and time yeah. in a week. Yeah. And like you could go a fraction mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of people mm -hmm. or you can build quality with a, a few people. And think about the people in your life that have the most impact, your family, your senseis, your coaches, your teachers, your mentors, the people that you look up to and say, wow, they're doing well. I want to be like them. The more people that you surround yourself like that, that the investment is mutual. You know, there is when, when an instructor is in the phase of his life where they just want to help that next protege, mm. it's valuable for them yeah. just as, as it's, it's, I always viewed it incredibly valuable on one end, but it's a reciprocal value. And the more people, the more people that you can invest that time with, the better. Absolutely. And the other thing too is it's, it's a little bit tricky, right? Because you can't go investing in relationships expecting. No. It's not a people to take care of you. When you start expecting things, it never works. When it's transactional. Yes. Like I'm going to spend time with you. So you have to do this for me. And it, it is never a linear way that it mm -hmm. works, right? You, you throw your energy and your love into attention into something. And in a roundabout way, it always ends up coming back and paying you back. Mm -hmm. And you can't ever foresee mm -hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So investing in a support system and having people around you to help you thrive mm. is important. And I think we started this podcast by saying no one's going to save you. Mm -hmm. are, are you self-reliant? Can you rely on yourself? Yes. And I feel like being able to rely on yourself is a lot easier knowing that you have a, a, a support group and you, you can go take risks. You can go try things. And if they don't work out, you're not going to fall off a cliff into mm. some daggers, you know? Yeah. And there's a saying, I don't know where I heard it. It's pretty aggressive and it's like, you're born alone and you die alone. And not true. As, it is true. You're born with your mom. No, you're born alone, you die alone, meaning 
<laughs> your mom's you, there. Your you your life is your own. Like it is one hundred percent you not reliant on anything else but you. Yes. You come out by yourself, you go away, like wherever that yeah. place is, yeah. right? And to live your life depending on others to feed you, take care of you, to to support you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's there, great. But being able to create a system or something where, you know, you can fend enough for yourself, it makes you uh, more confident. And there's phases in life. When you're 90 years old, sometimes you can't of course do all the things that you were born your baby but there's this middle section mm-hmm. where you're independent right yeah and that is kind of funny when you're born you are completely dependent on people when you're getting close to death you're also completely independent on people dependent you're sorry dependent on people there's a very short space of time in the middle where you could be independent right and even still like how independent are you really and being independent and self-reliant is a upwards spiral because as you can provide for yourself, as you can go out and hunt and become proficient at being resourceful and creating abundance for yourself, it starts to build confidence, which makes you do more. Like it's a self-upward spiral where you taking action to create abundance or whatever it is you're chasing, you taking action and being self-reliant reinforces your confidence, which allows you to do more of that. Right. And I think the real thing we're trying to highlight with this um, no one's coming to save you is taking ownership. Like taking ownership of your life. Taking ownership where if something bad happens, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because, because, because. Mm -hmm. Taking ownership and fixing things and moving forward and being able to say, look, I made a mistake. I'm going to edit it, fix it, do better. That's hard. That's the hardest. Yes. I made a mistake. I screwed up. This didn't work. I admit defeat. Tap. Mm-hmm. That's hard. If you and until you've really fought yourself and battled your own ego, that's a hard thing to do. It becomes easier and easier when you realize that when you do screw up and you're like, "Wow, that didn't work." All right, I'm going to change this. Just like in training, holy, I tried to do this, didn't happen. I need. It's no different. Yeah, you know. And it could the ownership could even be like, "I need help." Yes, because you're like, I'm not. I don't have the skills required to solve this problem in this moment. I need help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's a hard thing to do too. It is. Yeah. Admitting you're wrong or don't have enough of a skill set yet to mm-hmm. complete something to the efficiency that it needs to be completed to is such a shot to the ego. Right. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Like, am I not good enough? Mm. Yes. Right. But you have to own that. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're not in that moment, you have to get better. Admitting you're wrong and viewing it as an opportunity to learn equals growth. Yeah. 
like admitting when you're wrong, admitting when you fuck up, admitting when you things don't work out and saying, okay, that didn't work out. I've got, I, I have an opportunity to learn. That's how you grow. Yeah. It's very true. And it's, it's one of those things where we're saying no one's coming to save you, but yet we're also saying like make a support system. Right. So it's, it's like, it's these two, Mm -hmm. two different things. I really feel like the ownership piece is what you surround yourself. Like you have to own, you have to own your strengths, your weaknesses, and also your mistakes and your weaknesses and your failures and strengths. And, always always continually grow right that's that's the name of this whole yeah. experience that we're in mm-hmm. and when it comes to talking just self-reliance and being able to when you when we say no one's coming to save you the same goes for martial arts yeah the same goes for training you know when you're out there how many videos have we watched of people where bystanders just sit there and watch an yeah. old grandma getting mugged and no one does anything. Someone being harassed on the train. No grown men that could easily overpower this person do nothing. Hmm. No one's coming to save you. Yeah. In this day and age, I haven't seen a whole lot of knights in shining armor coming to save people when they're in need. It's very true. No one's coming to save you. Yeah. Yeah. And in martial arts, being prepared for those moments where you got into a bad situation and you are the only way to get out right you are completely reliant on yourself and your skills in that moment to get out and yeah you got to be prepared by training that's That's it training and situational awareness and Mm -hmm. all of the things leading up to that moment are more important than reacting in the moment Mm -hmm. yeah training like no one's gonna come save you is a good way to train. Yes. (laughs) You know, like we're not always going to be together. You're not going to have your best friend who's going to jump on someone who's trying to mug you. Right. You know, like, all right, I'm alone. It's three on one. And two, like even you get injuries and you criminals, assailants always look for a way to take advantage. They're always going to look for somebody who's weaker or is hurt. Easy target. But that's like nature, right? If you have a lion hunting a pack of zebra, it's going to look for the hurt zebra to go eat that thing. Or the baby. Yeah, or the baby. It doesn't want to work harder. It's hungry. (laughs) It's like, ooh, that's the big strong one. I'm going to go after that. It's going to be a good meal. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're no different as humans. So when, when you think about no one is coming to save you and you reflect on that in martial arts, but also in your personal life, what can we do to shore that up? Training, obviously, but in our personal lives, how can we become more self-reliant? I think it is the ownership piece is one of the biggest things for me. That's what comes forward. Taking ownership and the ownership will identify where it is you need to put your focus, right? Because when you take ownership, you're looking at things as is objectively objectively and like these are my strengths these are my weaknesses you're not lying to yourself you're not being like oh, i'm okay you know like uh, well, it'll get better like i bet you everybody right now could think of this most people 
have a certain amount of visa debt. Yep. Right? That is a weakness. True. When you hold credit card debt, credit card debt Visa is charging you 19% or higher to hold hold that debt. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there working your bag off to try to make this money. And here they are catching a free ride 19% every month. Like that's being like, why do we, why do I have that? Yeah. Let me get rid of that. Let me spend within my means. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a hard thing. It is. It is a hard thing. So taking ownership of that, taking ownership of yourself, taking ownership of your health, taking ownership of your expenses, taking ownership of your relationships. Yeah. When you take ownership, you're taking responsibility and you're not leaving it to chance. Mm-hmm. That's why we say no one's coming to save you. There's no lottery. Like there's yeah. very few people winning the lottery. Sure. There's very few people who are going to be like, hey, let me make you the next Justin Bieber. Hey, right. like that's yeah. luck. Waiting for your lucky break yes. is not a good strategy. Like buy your, your lotto ticket every week expecting mm-hmm. that's your mm-hmm. way out. Yeah. It's not the b- best odds. And surprise, surprise, the harder we work, the luckier, the luckier we get. Right. Yeah. We put in work. We show up. We, when we don't want to, and we'd love to take a break and need, and yes, I mean, of course you can't be pedal the metal the whole time, mm. but we put out volume. We, we, we show up. And I think that's half of the battle is just showing up. Buddha brothers challenge. I have a challenge that is near and dear to my heart. If you're not in this camp, good on you. But being financially stable is very hard and when you're unstable it causes a lot of stress and i know for most north americans visa cards are one of the biggest problem whether that's personally or within your business the budo brothers challenge is to set up a system a strategy a plan to either clear it or to start chipping away at it to get one of those shackles off of you in order to live a little bit more financially free. And even if I love that, and even if it means lowering your limit, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're trying to do that right now, yeah, we keep hitting the limit on our corporate visa. Let's just lower that so that, oh, we don't have room. Oh, it means we have to pay it down? Great. The 19% interest that we're getting paid because we just threw a bunch of cash in new products and can't pay down the visa this month, we're given 20% to, to visa. Right. You know, that is it, so, we've been talking about this for a year. Yeah. And it's been so hard. So proof in the pudding. It's difficult. It's so hard. It is hard. You're right. You need to put a system in place. And that's what we've started doing, putting a system in place to start chipping away at that, lowering it, and not even having it as an option to get into that debt trap because it is a trap. Mm -hmm. And one of the best systems you can do is an automatic withdrawal. It's like a a tax. Put an automatic withdrawal on your account into the Visa. Done. Or credit or MasterCard or American Express, whatever it is you got. Yeah. That, That happens every month. So it's just... You don't even need to think about it because mm-hmm. when you add thought in, psh, doesn't work. You need this. I need these things. Yes, uh, this money's spent better here. I'm hard up. Here. Discipline. Yeah, it takes discipline. I love that. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
Until next week. We'll see you soon.